0: There was also this other aspect of of tra- developing training and developing leaders that I found that was very interesting is you train by absence.
1: Welcome to another great episode of the Leadership Download Podcast. We're happy you're joining us. And on today's podcast, Travis and I are going to unpack what it means to be visible leadership and also invisible leadership and why this is paramount for your leadership. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast. If you haven't catched the last episode, uh, Travis and I talked about delegation. So you can feel free to check that out in the podcast. And there's a few awesome interviews before that uh, to take a look at as well. Um, Wherever you're listening, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. You can check out our website, tcadvisorygroup.com. We just launched a new venture and we're also um, starting a new podcast. So we're starting a new podcast that's focused on executive leadership, which launches here in a couple of days. So feel free to follow us on social media and just keep an eye out for the first episode, which will be launched here in the next couple of days. So check us out, tcadvisorygroup.com. And also, you can follow us on Spotify and Apple. It's called the Executive Leadership Podcast. So feel free to give us a follow there, and you'll get a notification as soon as the first episode is uploaded. We'll really hope you enjoy this uh, podcast episode, and uh, thank you for your support. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Download. I'm um, here with Travis and myself, Cameron. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a topic. Uh visible leadership versus invisible leadership. So, Travis, what does this mean?
0: Yeah, so I came across this concept a couple of months ago in my kind of uh, in my own life, in my own career, when I began to kind of reflect on the reason why certain leaders around me were not developing. They weren't developing quickly, and they were staying codependent on me to make the decisions. Uh, For them, so I I really began to observe that there's really two things that happens uh, in development. You can train. There's really two ways of training people, developing leaders, developing managers, whatever whatever uh, label you want to put on that. But it's we we can we can train through our actions, which means we we literally we train through our 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 being visibly in front of the people and, and working with them, working beside them but and, and that's what I've always been doing but there was also this other aspect of of train developing training and developing leaders that I found that was very interesting is you train by absence and we train by not being present and, and let me go into this a little bit more what i found in my own life was that when i was there when i was in the room when i was in in, in the meeting when i was uh, you know on the flight line. When I w- wherever I was, if I was on the on the ramp or in the office, almost every decision was deferred to me automatically, simply because I was the the senior leader in the room. I was the decision maker, and all eyes turned to me. And I very quickly realized that that was the that was done because that's simply just the way things were. And, and I and I came to realize that you know there was. there was this lack of development because uh, my team had become dependent and comfortable on me making all the decisions. Does that make sense, Cameron?
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, I've experienced that several times is when even myself early on in leadership, um, I, I was, I was like, this is where the leader is everything goes through that leader's desk, every move, everything, every, everything on the chessboard goes through that leader. And oftentimes it hinders the, not only the development, the leadership development of the team, but sometimes it hinders that product or service that you're trying to deliver um, as a part of your organization or, or business.
0: Yeah. So, so I was starting to read about this and kind of study up on it. And then I came across the book by, by Tim Elmore and he, he really explains this concept very well. And, and, and he really kind of put legs to what my thought processes were already, that were already there. And he gives the example of, uh, of Martin Luther King. And it's just a, a great example about how, you know, early on in the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King was very much uh, engaged at, on the grassroots level of, of, the, of everything that was going on. He was at every meeting. He went to every protest. He was he was involved at, on every level. But as the as the ministry grew, as the movement grew, he knew that he didn't have the ability to to lead it in all aspects and in every in, in in every place. So he knew he had to begin to develop other leaders. But the problem was, is when he would go to churches or go to rallies or there would be you know a speech given, um, it was always they would always defer to him to be the speaker. They would always defer to him to be the one leading the, the, the rally. And that bothered him because he knew he had at some point, he, he would have to pass the baton to others. And what he actually began doing is not showing up to certain events. He would intentionally not show up. And that developed the, the people uh, like we knew, Senator John Lewis and, and many others that stepped up and began to speak because they were given the opportunity to speak. And that's really that really kind of that that, that story and that example really began to open my eyes to help me realize that difference to need that there's a time and a place in our leadership that requires us to be very hands-on, very much present in every single thing that's going on. But our goals should be that we don't want to live there forever, that we want to transition towards a uh to, to, towards leadership where we're now empowering others through their own skills. You know, um, Cameron, we were talking before we, uh, in, you know, turned on the recording and we talked about the mirror effect that says, you know, that the average manager in the period of about 12 to 18 months, his, his or her employees will reflect back to them a similar attitude and values of that manager just simply because the the daily interactions and the leadership. So my first question I would want to ask is, are you currently leading from a posture that would be pleasing to you to see reflected back to you from your team? You know, and that begins that process of now moving from empowering from action and working beside to empowering from, hey, I've been developing these, this person for for 12 months, now they're ready to stand on their own.
1: Yeah, Travis, you make a good point. And oftentimes when when um, when things when everything goes to towards that leader, all the decision making, every move, every everything that goes on has to go through that leader's leader's desk or get that person's approval, um, like I mentioned, it, it hinders the product or service that are or, or how you make money as a business. And oftentimes, those leaders are very overwhelmed. You know, they, um, they are working long hours and because they're not utilizing their team. They're not empowering their team to help them out. And as leaders, of course, we have our own strengths and weaknesses. And really what our goal is, is to, um, how we empower our teams is to use, utilize our team members. What are they strong at? Um, what are they good at? Uh, that maybe there's stuff that you're not good at, but they're good at, and then that can help you, um, better in terms of empowerment, empowering your team. And another thing is, um, you know, I ran into the situation where I succeeded a manager and this former manager, um, everything went through this person's desk and it really hindered the operation. Um, a lot of people in their roles were not performing to what they were actually supposed to be doing at the, um, At their level, for example, I had an assistant manager and this individual was not even performing her roles and responsibilities. She was doing more of an uh, administrative role, um, Mm -hmm. accounting role, and it really hindered everyone's development. And so once we established everyone on the team to be just simply doing their roles and responsibilities and focusing on empowerment and being that visible leader you saw people grow and it's, you, you saw them, um, you saw that spark. And then once they got to experience their role, what they were supposed to be fulfilling, um, you know, it led to, you know, other opportunities, uh, for, for growth.
0: Absolutely. What you're saying there actually leans a lot into this whole idea of being able to retain talent, to be able to retain, uh, good and solid employees and team members is, is you know anyone out there these days you know especially you know these this younger millennial generation one of the things they desire more than anything is to be developed they they will they will step over money and financial benefit to go and work for a leader who they know will um potentially help them develop themselves in a a, a long term um in the the long term but before we really move in any further one of the things i think it's important to realize because you know as i was kind of writing this out and developing this 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 content was you know some people would look at this and they would say well great this is a this is an opportunity to you know uh, you know let a bunch of stuff off my plate and i love a quote by that tim elmore put in his book it said you know there's a difference between not showing up because things are hard now keep that in mind especially to managers it's really easy to sometimes not show up when things are extremely hard this is not giving you permission to not show up when things are hard and not showing up because but you there's a difference between not showing up because things are hard and not showing up because you are empowering others we want to make sure we're doing this for the right reasons so so what are some of those things that um that we know that it's time to begin to move from empowering by action to be able to empower by experience and what are some of those things number number one i would put down on the list would people have watched you do something numerous times people have watched you do the things numerous times uh, for me this is something that i've realized you know uh you know we come from the aviation industry uh, me and cameron and cameron wouldn't you agree that most of our industry is a very repetitive industry and there's a lot of industries out there are super repetitive. So there should be that possibility of, of handing off tasks fairly quickly because of just the repetitiveness of, of the task.
1: Well, the Leadership Download podcast is brought to you by the newly formed TC Advisory Group. So you can find out more about TC Advisory Group at www.tcadvisorygroup.com. Travis and I are here to go a little bit further and provide organizations and individuals that are looking for ways to equip uh, and provide resources for leadership. Um, So if you're looking for more support in any capacity uh, for leadership... Travis and I, we have many, several offerings coming up. Some of it is posted on our website. Uh, you can find out more at tcadvisorygroup.com and also uh, we are starting a new podcast uh, the Executive Leadership Podcast. And so this is going to be heavily focused on more uh, senior leadership topics and also for those that are really pursuing that or would like to pursue senior leadership or executive leadership. So Hope you um, can tune in on that podcast as well. Um, Subscribe and go on Apple and Spotify and uh, follow us there. There's a trailer on those platforms and you'll get a notification in a couple days as soon as our first episode on that podcast is posted. So feel free, give us a follow on social media. Again, our website is tcadvisorygroup.com and we thank you for your support. People also watch how you do things, your methodology behind Everything that you do, every situation you, you encounter, um, you know, whether or not you may notice certain things, your team will notice things that you don't even notice. Certain habitual habits, things you might say, how you react to crisis, how you react to when things are going well. Do you recognize your team? Do you value your team? Um, and they see you, they, they learn you, they study you um, uh, day in and day out.
0: Absolutely. Just moving through this list, you know, people know your routine and can articulate it to other people. People have had a chance to try it themselves. People display that they're that they're convinced of the of the legitimacy of the mission. That's a really important one. Once people start to believe in the mission behind what we're trying to do, it, it's time to get them into the driver's seat and get them moving onto uh, you know into into a more uh, of a structured leadership position.
1: Uh, Yeah. And especially when they start giving feedback on how they can improve things or do it better, because sometimes your way is not the only way as a leader. And so once you start seeing your um, team members or team start providing you feedback and saying, oh, we can make it better, uh, you know, in in X, Y, and Z way, um, that that should be uh, a good telling as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the last one kind of comes into that as well is 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 people have a muscle memory from the task. It, is do do people have a an ability to almost do the task without without even have you know having to really think through the process? Um, those are the things. If if something can be done by someone else by muscle memory, there's absolutely no reason why that should be a task that's on your list. So what are some things we need to be watching out here? So, so the question I began to ask is, okay, we've, we've built this, we've built this pretty strong case for why we need to, uh, lead with some type of some, some invisible, uh, characteristics by not being present and everything that goes on around us. But what what are some of the things that often happen that make us a liability when we become invisible? Uh, and really, the number one thing that I think that happens—the number one reason why people refuse to to take the take this kind of this task on of becoming an invisible leader—is uh, they're obsessed with their ego. They have an extreme ego in the situation, or they are just quality control driven individuals. And I don't know about you, Cameron, but for me, I, I definitely can say that I can I can feel ego sometimes. When when it's time to pass some task over, but I can certainly tell you that I've struggled with the quality control side of things, of being uh, a stickler at times for details, um, of not allowing others to grow into the position, and if they fail once, then I'm just pulling it off their plate and saying never again.
1: Yeah, and that that's something that's a constant struggle for me um, is, you know, when um, when we talk about. trying to um, have that quality control is you know like I'm one that likes things done a certain way and um, it's like my way or the highway and um, Mm -hmm. I often struggle with that when there's um, certain tasks or maybe responsibilities that fall under my belt that I'm passionate about and handing that off it's it's not an easy it's not an easy uh, task to pass that on but um, the gist of it is You know, you're empowering your people, you're building them up, you are not only helping them, but you're also helping the overall organization get better because they might find, you know, a certain way to do it differently or more efficient where, you know, it might have taken me two hours to do something and they might find a better way where it takes a half an hour to do something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where it's very important that we don't let our ego get in the way and, and and saying that you have to do this task my way, you have to do it, you know, the way I told you to do it. If like you said, if someone comes along and says, "Hey, I found a better way, I found an easier way to 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 get to you know the same result," then we should applaud our people for that. Not necess- not ridicule him, not not a you know, not make that a negative thing. But oftentimes that 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 requires us to. Let our ego, let our ego go a little bit and allow to give them some praise of saying, hey, you figured out a way that's better than mine. You know, thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. And that and makes the situation so much better.
1: Yeah. And also the key is to leave that room for failure, because, uh, you know, oftentimes you, know, you, you give a task. You know, your your team might fail. Uh, your team might fail. But then it's for you as the leader to guide them through the failure. What what is it? That we learned did I did I, as a leader, give the proper expectations um, for whatever it was. Did I give you the proper tools and resources? And if you didn't give the proper, right? You know, the proper uh, expectations, the proper tools and resources, then that falls on me as a leader. Is I didn't set you up for success and oftentimes that that's what I've seen is when leaders try to move into this idea we call empowerment and delegation it's often, you know, they fall short and that they're not giving the proper expectations and not providing those proper tools and resources to succeed. It's more of a quote unquote, a hey, go, go and figure it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what you just said kind of leads us into that, that second, that second negative, negative kind of liability that comes into play is, you know, a lot of times people begin to delegate and, and, and because of simply they're frustrated they're desperate, they're exhausted. And it's very important to realize that this is not the time for you to, to decide to finally step up and say, Hey, I'm empowering because I can't do this anymore. That is not the posture in which we're doing this. In fact, I would say that this done correctly means that you're going to be doing more work on the front end and, and to be able to see that success grow on the back end. Cause in the front end, that means you're doing a lot more intentional training intentional mentoring intentional uh you know uh, being home i like to call homegrown leadership where you're touching the people you're physically working beside the people which may over time take some time but eventually transitions to a period where now they're doing more on their own because you've allowed them to get there Um, but we have to remember that this is not an excuse to go and dump dump stuff on other people. I've seen so many managers and I've caught myself doing this and I've had to kind of withdraw, you know, retract myself quickly of wanting to dump a task simply because I was frustrated with it and,
1: you know, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. You You know, know. oftentimes when we delegate stuff or empower our teams, it's going to take more time out of you as a leader. But it's so rewarding to see, um, you know, your team or team members through um, whatever task you empower or delegate them. You know, even right now, uh, we just hired on an intern, and um, you know, I'm being trying to be very intentional. You know, there's stuff that I don't want to do, um, but I don't want to pass on tasks that are just um, mediocre tasks where that intern who's in school is not gonna learn anything. I want I want that intern to to learn more, add value, you know, that he he that individual can incorporate it in in, uh, in the classrooms through papers or whatever that is, uh, not just busy work.
0: So as we kind of wrap up here, you know, the idea behind this is that you know we're we're looking to empower people and sometimes empowering leaders is is sometimes not being present, not saying anything allowing others to, to, to step up, make decisions, sometimes fail, sometimes that, and sometimes they make the right decisions and they are empowered, but success looks like your team making decisions like you do, but without you, you know, this is the, the essence of sharing the workload. This is the essence of wanting to see every, everyone else on the team reach their potential. So what I what I want to encourage you guys, and kind of the call to action here is is I want you to begin to think about what areas of your leadership do you need to become more invisible in, and what I mean by that is what areas of your leadership do you need to allow others to speak up and make decisions, or, or to to lead in? What areas of your the of, of your leadership do you need to to be silent so that others can then begin to 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 feel that responsibility in that and that weight being passed off of you onto them and, and ultimately I, I guarantee you for all of us if we make these reflections daily we will find at least a couple of areas in our leadership that we are holding on to something that could be empowering someone else to move to that next level in their in their leadership cameron any final thoughts
1: yeah, it's um, it's a challenge to go from as we're talking about visible to an invisible leader, and um, it it may take a little bit more time. It may take a little bit more effort on your end as as the leader. Uh, I think the key is being intentional uh, to empowering and and developing your team and overall making making your team better um, so that it'll help you out as as a leader. So you can focus on. You know what what you know you need to as a leader and um, yeah keep focus uh, on your people and put value in your people and that's how you're going to really move from visible to invisible
0: absolutely well guys we thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the leadership download if you found value in this content uh, please uh, share share like whatever is appropriate for the platform you're watching us on um, we have some make very exciting things coming out in the next couple of, of weeks and months ahead that we're excited to share with you guys. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, thank you for joining us and we will catch you guys on the next episode.